Junior, all set and ready to go for another edition of Race Time Radio. Good evening, everyone. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right over there, live from the Race Time Radio studio, of course, on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks, and live on our Facebook page. I uh, just want to welcome everybody in tonight. Have we got a dynamite lineup for you tonight? Junior, this is going to rock. Yeah. It's, uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of us talking no. on this show. This, there's going to be a lot of guests. We're going to uh, be quick with them. So uh, I, no long-winded questions. That's what he said. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. A lot to pack into two hours tonight. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show. We're going to start it out on Canada's East Coast, all the way out in the Maritimes. This driver was a busy cat. He was down at... Uh, Nashville uh, with his legend car, uh, Danny Chisholm Racing. Uh, Danny did a dynamite job, came away with a championship, picks up one of those guitars from Nashville. Uh, we're going to catch up with him right off the hop. I believe Sue's got Danny up on the hotline. We'll get to him in just a second. Then, big, big news. Uh, this past week at the International Center in Toronto, uh, Josh Stoddy had his number 17 Ridgetown, all ready to go. Ridge, Ridge line. line. Yeah, Sorry, Ridgeline. Uh, number 17, all set and ready to go for the APC series. We're going to catch up with primetime Josh Stoddy here tonight on the show. We're going to get back to the East Coast, bring in a uh, good friend of ours. You've seen that, uh, what, Junior, what was it, getmoose.com today <laughs> on the number one car that yep. went to Victory Lane in the cup race. Uh, speaking of moose, uh, Brad Mann has got a real good relationship going with the moose out in New Brunswick. Uh, he's also going to join us for the broadcast next weekend, live from Penticton Speedway in the Rattler uh, 300 and the Rattler 100, I might add. Uh, Brad is going to be one of our broadcasters uh, making the trip out to uh, Penticton, B.C., so we're going to hear from Brad tonight. Also going to be on that broadcast, uh, Todd Lewis, we haven't got Todd on the show tonight, uh, but I know we're going to catch up with him over the weekend, next weekend. Uh, Cole Sorensen is going to join us. Uh, he's going to step in for five minutes. Cole, of course, is with Chex Television out in B.C. A lot of people out in B.C. know who Cole is. Absolutely. And uh, he also anchored the Canada 200. Did a great job. A couple of years. He's going to be in the broadcast booth with us all weekend long at Penticton Speedway. So we got Cole going to jump on the show. We're going to get a couple of drivers on here as well, Junior. We've got Grant Brown, a beautiful-looking beautiful race car. Eh? Isn't that a gorgeous-looking car? It is, for sure. He's uh, uh, Grant Brown, uh, he's got to be in the running for the best-appearing car at the Rattler. Oh, 100%. Man, I'll tell you, it's a beauty-looking ride. We'll Absolutely. catch up with Grant tonight on the show. And we have Treadle. Uh, Tr Treadle. Trevor Edelman. Edelman. Uh, Edelman. Edelman. Trevor is going to join the show tonight. Uh, also from out that way, yes. out on Canada's West Coast. So that's who we've got coming at you tonight. But what do you say without further ado? We get to Danny Chisholm out there on Canada's East Coast. Uh, he comes away uh, from Nashville with a guitar. Congratulations, Danny. How are you, buddy? Hello, Danny, Danny. Check, check, Danny, Danny, one, two, we, we go. got you now. There you go. That, that's okay. Producer Sue forgot to push that one button. <laughs> Wasn't me this time, Dano. How are you, buddy? 
Pretty good. How are you guys? Not doing too bad at all. Man, uh, congratulations on the success you had down south. Take us through it. You got a championship. Yeah, we were able to uh, able to pull it off. I mean, it was it was not an easy week, that's for sure. We uh, we definitely didn't walk away with it by any means, but the car was fast every time we went to the racetrack and uh, had a little bit of luck on our side there at the, at the end of it. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great week all in all, and uh, really kind of exceeded exceeded my expectations. But uh, yeah, it it was really cool to uh, be able to run at Nashville and run at such a historic racetrack. Now, that's a couple of Canadians that did real good down there. We had Nick on a couple of weeks ago. He ended up with a couple of wins. Now, I don't know. I, I would take it Nick's probably in the pro rank. You were semi-pro, correct? Yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick was running in pro, and I was running in semi-pro. So it was cool for, uh, for two Canadians to kind of go down there and get some wins. Absolutely. Uh, Danny, talk, talk to us a little bit about uh, the traveling aspect with the Legends cars. Uh, obviously, you know, over the past couple of years, we've seen a lot of Canadian uh, talent make, make their way south of the border um, and, you know, race at, at various races, whether it be uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway or Charlotte, um, even down into Florida at, uh, at Orange County um, or what, Citrus County, right? Citrus County Speedway right. uh, for the Legends Nationals. Talk to us a little bit about the traveling aspect of it because you guys have the ability to load up and go basically anywhere where there's an inex legends car series um but but what's it like when you show up to a different track how many different changes are there to the car um you know when you leave uh when you leave the east coast of canada and head down to nashville yeah i mean i feel like that's one of the most uh like the best parts of legends racing is the fact that you can just go wherever you want it's all the rules are the same you're not you're not dealing with different different motor packages or shock packages or anything like that. Everyone's on a level playing field, and uh, in, in all reality, the, the tracks are quite similar. Like, uh, I mean, when we went down and raced at Nashville, Highland Rim didn't didn't uh, fall too far from uh, some of the local tracks we have back at home. So um, we uh, we kind of just work hard back home, and it, it usually translates to uh, to when we go and get to race at these uh, big national events. So setup wise, rules wise, there's not much to change. But setup wise, if the tracks are similar, then obviously there's not much setup change. But but is there is there much on the setup change that that you change on the platform from track to track? Um. Yeah. I mean, in in reality, the legend cars. Um, once you once you can kind of get a, a a baseline setup, you don't stray too far from it. Um, gotcha. When we race back home, we'll race at bank tracks and flat tracks and. All it really is, is is maybe a maybe a spring rate change, and of course a gear change, and that's that's really it. That's what makes them uh, so so much fun. Is that it really comes down to uh, making the small adjustments when you get to the racetrack between the driver and the crew, and uh, dialing it in um, for that specific track. Well, great to hear you had super success down there. How many wins did you come away with, or did you, or was it just consistent runs that got you that championship? No, we were actually we were able to get uh, three wins, and we actually uh, sat on the pole for five out of the six races. A few races um, kind of got away from us there. I feel like we led almost the most laps in almost every race. Um, just with Legend Car Racing, it's super tight. Um, a lot of bumpers get used, and uh, a lot of times you uh, you don't always walk away with the wind, even if you're the fastest car. But uh, yeah, we were able to get three out of the six races, and I feel like uh, I feel like we were probably the fastest car in at least five out of the six. Um, 
so yeah, it, it was it was all in all a great week and uh, way way beyond exceeded what I what I thought we were going to be able to do. Well, uh, you got to love it when a plan comes together. I know that would have been your plan going down there. You and the team would have went, let's go do this, guys. Let's go do some winning. And maybe we'll come away with one of those guitars. And look who comes away, just a picking and a grinning. You, my friend, uh, that that's super. Now, I know you didn't rest on your laurels. I believe you were at New Hampshire today. Yeah, we actually were. We uh, We got home around... I think it was Monday. Monday night we get home from Nashville and then uh, spent a couple days at school and and now I'm back and we got we left Friday afternoon for New Hampshire and uh, ran the road course this past weekend. Man, oh man, uh, you gotta love being behind the wheel. How much longer, Danny, before we see you behind the wheel of one of those East Coast International Pro Stock Tour cars? Oh, I'm not. I'm not totally sure on that one. That uh, there's a whole lot more that goes into those. That type of racing, uh, in comparison to legend cars, I think the biggest thing is sponsorship. Getting sponsorship uh, behind you is super important, and uh, I'm I'm sure we can uh, work something at some point in time. And I would I would of course love to, but uh, for right now, we're just focusing on trying to win races in legend cars and uh, keep keep on the track we've been. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, you, you take a look, Junior, at the talent that has come out of the East Coast, a legend. And right up into a pro stock, and man, there's uh, 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 Cole Butcher, yeah, absolutely. Jared Butcher, uh, Corey Hall. Yep. Uh, the list goes on and on. We got a lot of guys that have gone the same route. Danny's going right now, and he's got success. You know, he's got the talent. Well, when you see any top tier series um, having success, it's because they have a successful ladder series that's underneath them, right? We've done a lot of over the 16 years with Race Time Radio. We've talked a lot about the ladder system within racing. And really, we focus in on that ladder system, right? So Try to. Um, we, yep. we talk about cup racing a little bit. You know, you mentioned that Ross Chastain went and won. Uh, but really, our bread and butter with Race Time Radio is talking about the series that are under that. Um, and, you know, each step down is, is, is you know, very important. Um, and when you look at, at the health of of the Pro Stock Tour, it is direct. There's a direct line from the Pro Stock Tour to the Legend Series, and there's a direct line from the from the Legend Series to the Bandolero Series. Right. Um, and you know the same thing can be said about here in our local ecosystem um, in Canada, um, the the Penny Series. They are having a boom of a year, but it's because there's been a boom of a year. Uh, you know, in Quebec over the last five years, there's been a boom in, in Ontario with the APC tour. Um, it takes building a program and, and, uh, you know, you guys are doing it right for sure. You're, you're putting laps down uh, north of the border. Uh, every chance you get, you're on the racetrack. And then every chance you get south of the border, you get down there and, and, uh, and, and get after it as well. And that grooms you to be ready to go pro stock or, or even into a sportsman car. Um, and, and then up into a pro stock car. So, uh, um, Danny, uh, you sound like uh, a heck of an individual. I've never met you in person. I've seen you race, <laughs> but uh, uh, you uh, you guys have got a wicked program over there. Uh, obviously, I love the last name, um, and uh, you know we're uh, we're not related, like directly. Well, somewhere down the yeah, line, somewhere down the somewhere line, somewhere down the line, we're somewhere, related. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you don't come to a family reunion. But uh, um, you're uh, you guys have got a wicked program there, and congratulations on a huge win. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. You bet. Sponsorship on that legend car, Dan. Who was on you down there in Nashville? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the biggest the biggest people are, of course, uh, 
Scott McLean, who does does all the wrenching on the car when it comes down to it, and uh, sets that thing up and, and makes it as fast as it is. Um, and then of course, I gotta I gotta thank both my parents, my mom, my dad, who do so much for me, bringing me to the track every week and uh, giving me this great opportunity. I gotta also thank uh, Corey Hall and Scott Hall, who got kind of got me into Legends Racing and have uh, really kickstarted everything we're doing. And then of course my sponsors, um, Bruce Auto Group, uh, Bridgetown International Software. Um, uh, we got Solution Smith Engineering, of course, Eastern Powder Coating, Ocean Playground, and Cleveland's Carpet One. Well, good for you and good for them. You represented them real well, kiddo. What's next? Scotia Speed World, are you waiting for the season opener, or do you got more planned in between now and then? Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the next step. I think we might, uh, we had some pretty good success, success this week um, running, at, running at New Hampshire, so I think we might go down and do do another one of those and uh before the season starts back home and then uh and then we'll get down to it and start grinding out those friday and saturday shows at uh, scotia and petty hey there's nothing wrong with getting those laps on on the road course that's going to come in handy when you get up into that nascar pindy series kiddo yeah very true very true <laughs> danny congratulations on all the success and thanks so much for the time tonight on race time we genuinely appreciate it my friend Thank you. Thanks. Thank you guys for having me. Danny Chisholm scores a guitar. How about that? Down at Nashville, Jr. That's what you want to do. And good for Nick, too. Nick also uh, had a real good uh, speed week down there, whatever it was, for Inex. Uh, watch your local racetrack for those legend cars, uh, those Inex Bandoleros. The future is in front of you. Catch tomorrow's stars today. Uh, and have a look at the uh, Bandoleros and the, the Legends providing excellent racing. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, primetime, Josh Stoddy, driver of the 17 in that United Late Model Series, going to join us live right here on Race Time Radio. Don't you move a muscle. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Adam West, driver of uh, SOS number 30, ODLM number 92. Just want to remind all the fans that asphalt can get there for dirt. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. And by Mr. Transmission, Owen Sound. Hey, Mr. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super and Pro Late Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and super pro late models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the street stock 100 and a super pro late model Western Rattler 300. 
the green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at Racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Anniganish, Nova Scotia. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Celebrating 60 years at CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Chase Elliott, he gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. You better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, also on Racetimeradio.com. And we are live on our Facebook page as well. Don't forget to give that little share. Let's see how big we can get this going. Uh, I think we got it dialed in now. You're going to have the right audio. We didn't get booted off because they didn't put the music on there at the beginning. Anyway, Junior, what do you got? Yeah, we got lots of people tuned in. Um, uh, Gary Elliott, he's tuned in from, ah. uh, from out east. Hey, he's 36. got a die cast coming he, out. He does, yeah. He's 30. got a die cast coming. We'll tell you more about it. Sorry. Yeah, the, uh, the 36 Quaker State car. Yep. Uh, Kent Corbett, uh, Phil Fowler, uh, uh, Lawrence Hopper. Lawrence, uh, he was wondering, He's more interested in where Wilbur is. Oh, Wilbur's over there. He's well, passed out. He'll yep. make an appearance, I guarantee it. Absolutely. Uh, David Gase is tuned in. April Wilson. Uh, hello to everybody. There's lots of, uh, lots of people popping in. If you have any questions, for the guests we'll try to get after it tonight's a busy show uh but if you have any any questions with the guests uh i'm gonna have this little thing on the whole time so uh um yeah don't uh, don't get too wordy with it but uh <laughs> i'm not a professional broadcaster
podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. hey, we're uh, 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 Tony Salt is, is tuned in. Tony. Uh, Steve Bryan's uh, WJ Rogers over there. Yeah. In uh, East Coast land, so lots of uh, lots of lots of lots of fans. We're uh, hanging out, and uh, and it's going to be a good show. Yes, it is. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And let's bring in primetime Josh Study. He has a brand new sponsor. Brand new look on that number 17, all ready to go for the United Late Model Series. Of course, the APC Series going to run a pile here in Ontario. We got Josh on the hotline. What's going on there, doctor? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show, boy. So did you have yourself a good time? Of course, uh, the big unveiling of that 17. I got to tell you, it shocked me, the look of that car. I've been used to the look of your race car, uh, Josh, for a long time. Uh, you've always had a beautiful looking race car. This is even better looking. I didn't think you could do it, but kiddo, you did it. Yeah, we've worked hard over the, the last winter and fall to put this together. And, uh, you know, honestly, I wasn't sure putting the charcoal in the green, how it would look. Um, you never know when you're doing the the design on the computer per se, but once you get it in person, it's like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And just the partnership with Ridgeline, I can't thank everyone involved enough. Well, I'll tell you what, it looks dynamite. You were set up at the International Center in Toronto. It was a big truck show this past week. Uh, it looked like you guys were having a lot of fun. looked like a lot of interaction with the race car. Uh, you, you would have been a new face amongst all of those uh, different trucker organizations down there. How was the reception? How did you feel? It was really good. It uh, gave uh, people an opportunity to see the car for the first time. Um, I mean, even for the Ridgeline, the salespeople and everyone involved in behind the scenes, they didn't know what the car looked like um, until the unveiling of the show. So it was really special to do it in front of everyone and even the girls pulling the, the silk sheet off of it. Um, no one knew in the booth what the thing was going to look like. And I think the response once we unveiled it was just um, above higher than our expectations of what it was really going to be. And uh, it was it was really solid uh, three days at the show. And it looked outstanding, and it, it really made the Ultramar Ridgeline and Parkland booth. Yeah, it looked, looked fantastic. I might add, too, uh, Ridge, Ridgeline has got a new Twitter, too. So you may want to follow them along. Uh, they're a lubricant company. And uh, really, Josh, I guess you're you're like the test guy, right? Like, uh, will, it, will you be running that product in your car, in the hauler? Yeah, so like Ridgeline, it was a good opportunity for me. Um, to try with uh, my fleet equipment. I mean, obviously, we own a family-owned, operated business of 40 years. We have over 60 staff, um, so it keeps me and the family uh, hopping pretty good. Um, obviously, with the paving part, portion of our business, we're very seasonal, so we got to make hay while the sun shines. So there's an opportunity for them to show us some of their products uh, working in the high performance of everything, and uh, I felt like Ridgeline was an opportunity for me to get involved with them uh, from my business standpoint and have less downtime and have everything that I, I have going on. Obviously, I've got over 60 pieces of equipment and, uh, yeah, really looking forward to uh, using it in both my heavy truck fleet, my equipment, and then obviously in my uh, my hauler that gets the car from track to track. That's pretty cool. Now, uh, did I see a photo? I want to say I seen Paul Trepanier post a photo. Were you guys at Multiple Enterprises? Were you guys busy laying some pavement down at full throttle, or what were you guys doing there? Was that an old photo I was looking at? No, that was a new photo. We haven't laid any asphalt there yet, as uh, asphalt plants up in the Great Bruce area uh, have not opened yet. But Paul's really revamped full throttle motor speedway. Um, We've been back and forth seven or eight 
different times. And uh, I got to say, uh, I was there doing we're doing a bunch of work from uh, the track into the concession stands and up the pit lane a bit. And I think Paul's really doing a great job there, chipping away at the track and getting it all cleaned up and ready to go for their uh, 22 season. Josh, uh, looking at uh, at obviously on track activity, um, you know, with the Thursday, uh, Wednesday night, the car rolls into the truck show. Um, you know, the the big unveiling happens. Uh, everything takes place. Uh, you know, over the course of Thursday, uh, Friday, you got to hang out a little bit for for half a day or so uh, at the booth, and and then you loaded up uh, and and got in the truck and and went north and got ready to go to Delaware for uh, the AP. PC uh, media day and, and kind of kickoff practice day. And uh, by all accounts, looks like uh, the other 17 car with your Canadian flat roofing uh, partnership. Um, you guys, you guys got to get on track and actually uh, knock some rust off. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good opportunity for us. You know, I kind of went to Delaware with it being the new asphalt surface with uh, Luke Ramsey and all his team there at Delaware. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect, to be honest with you. I, I kind of went there. I had a vision in my head of what I wanted to do with the car, um, and I wasn't really set on testing as hard as we did. I was more set on, okay, you know, I've got new bearings and new ignition in this car. Let's iron the bugs out and whatnot. And, you know, we did two solid runs, and I thought, you know, the thing's pretty sporty. Maybe we should uh, we should try a little harder. And, and, yeah, I liked where we were at the end of the day. We uh, obviously... It takes a big commitment to do what we're doing with both cars, and we've got full sponsorship on both of them. Um, Ridgeline being the primary on the on the new car, and uh, Canadian Flat Roof uh, being the partner on the other one. And uh, we split the teams up, and half the team went to Toronto to get the other car, and the other half went to London with us, and we had a, a solid shakedown. It was uh, definitely something to be worth going to Delaware. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people going there, and it's going to be very green for them. That track is uh, totally different now, I feel. Yeah, you know, I did a little bit of polling this afternoon, knowing that the APC uh, Tour had a practice media day down at Delaware. Uh, contacted J.R. Fitzpatrick, asked him how the 84 car was. He said, not bad. I asked him about the pavement. He said, thumbs up, love it. I said, do you think we will see record times, like, like some brand new fast times? He said, I don't know. He said down at one end, the asphalt is up high, and at the other end, the asphalt's right there. He said there's a potential we're going to see some fast times uh, or a new record time. So I thought, okay, well, i got to get more than one opinion. I thought, well, I'll try the 22. So I got a hold of Scott Steckley. Scotty, on the other side of the fence, says, yep, we're going to see new fast times. He loved the pavement. And the 22-car APC uh, machine worked really good. So uh, good to hear the feedback that we got today. And I, I was glad to hear that you got on track. I forgot that you would even get an opportunity to go down there to Delaware. Uh, it looked like a beautiful day to be out testing. Yeah, you know, um, obviously I was fortunate to get out there and try it because of my team. I, I mean... I get a lot more credit than uh, what I should take because it takes everyone in behind the scenes to get both cars uh, ready to go to each event, whether it be a show or testing or race. And, uh, yeah, we went, and I was very happy I did. I was a little hesitant with how busy we were with the truck show to make it happen, but the team stepped up and, and helped me get there. And, uh, yeah, like I, I feel like the new asphalt's going to give a lot of bite to the cars. Um, we already seen the times really coming down once the, the track was getting some rubber on it. 
Um, but yeah, it's definitely going to have its hurdles. It's not the old Delaware anymore for sure. I think I think the 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 proof is in the pudding. Looking at the times, eighteen uh, five is hauling the mail around Delaware Speedway, and, oh, and yeah. early in the season, uh, Delaware is notorious uh, just for getting dirty, right? So Delaware gets dusty over the course of the season, no matter what they do to clean it. Um, uh, over the course of the winter, uh, that dust just comes off that concrete in the corners. Uh, so really, if the track sits there for a week, uh, the cars go out on the racetrack um, for the first time after a week of sitting there, um, you know, there's a dust trail that comes off those cars that hit the track for the first time in practice. Uh, where you see the times really start to drop is when you get into that middle portion of the summer. Um, and I think that if you're hitting 18.5s at this time in the year, I wouldn't doubt that those times are down in the you know the the twos and threes. By the time the grip comes in, the rubber gets you know really uh, uh, put into the racetrack, and then as well, um, Mother Nature plays a, a crucial role in that. If you see a rain shower, um, you know the night before a big a big event at Delaware, the speeds skyrocket up, and we've seen that with the Kyle Busch race the one year. Um, now there was a little bit of tire doping going on uh, way back in the day, <laughs> just a bit. There was just a, a bit, there was a little bit of soaking going on. But uh, there was that was ultimately the best grip I've ever seen at Delaware Speedway. And uh, you know when you when you take a look back through the years, where the where the real big track records happen is is on a fully green racetrack. If it rains the day before or the day of an event, and then the sun comes out, bakes the track, and it takes a little bit of rubber, that place really grips up. Um, and with that new asphalt, uh, it, Josh, is it really smooth now? Like when you are on that new on that new uh, like that new asphalt, or is there some swells in it uh, that still upset the car a little bit when you get into the corners? Yeah, like I would say it's it's relatively smooth. the The biggest transition is obviously when you go from that new asphalt to the concrete. So that's really what we worked on when we were testing was how do we enter these corners now? Like where do we want the right sides? Where do we want and, you know, there was a lot of testing trying to just search with the car. Okay, I came in too low and I washed up or I came in and I, I'm not exactly where I want to be because I can't get to the throttle sooner. So the biggest transition I felt was when we went from that new asphalt down to the concrete, especially for the first time. It was uh, There was a couple of times where you were sideways and, and trying to get in your head, okay, what do I got to do to get? But once we got some rubber down there and started testing, you get more comfortable. And, uh, yeah, that's where I felt like, the biggest transition is going to be even throughout the summer i think we're not going to stop learning each time we go there it's going to change from week to week big big difference this year with the united late model series uh there's a no testing policy unless it's an open test like you guys participated in this weekend how much of an effect is that going to have on you josh or was this uh it makes that yeah i guess yesterday's test really invaluable yeah i mean um I think with what the series is doing is, A, they're trying to restrict uh, um, all the weekly testing because some guys will go out, you know, twice a week at the same track and really dial it in. And I, I wonder if they're trying to get away from that. But, B, um, if, you're, if you can't do those tests, some of you know, I think what you're going to see is a lot of these uh, pro-late guys, even like myself, now I'm going to register somewhere and be a home track car and run Friday nights or Saturday nights. Um, for example... We've registered the one car to run Sunset um, on the Saturdays, and we've got the Ridgeline car that we'd like to dial in at Delaware. Obviously, we got uh, there's they've uh, advertised 370 lap invitationals. I'm going to have two APC series uh, races there as well. So those are five pretty big shows. So I'm going to have to take advantage of a regular Friday night um, at Delaware running 35 lap races to try and dial the car in a little better and get some more notes. 
Yeah, cost containment, I know, was one focus of the series on this. But the other big consideration, too, is tires, right? We've heard all kinds of rumbling that tires could be an issue. Now, I know Luke will have his eyes dotted, T's crossed, and I know Grisdale will as well. But nevertheless, it could get tight on tires. Is that a consideration, or do those guys run different tires on those Friday night or at sunset? No, I think uh, for the most part, everyone's on the same tire. Um, i got to speak for myself on this. I'm not one to typically throw buns on and uh, and hide some stuff. You know, there were some guys at Delaware that threw new tires on, and they really, they really picked up on the stopwatch. I had relatively old tires on. I'm a guy that likes to see what the car's going to do, um, 80, 90 lap, lap old, because ultimately you race to be up at the front, but you got to be there at the end. And that's, uh, I think that kind of showed last year when we ran Sunset. I was 18th quickest in the final practice. And then when we went out for the feature, I qualified second. And then I let 80 laps until that ball joint pin broke. But, I mean, I wasn't too concerned about the stopwatch per se. And I even my guys were like, you know, we're 18th quickest in practice. I'm like, yeah, but the car feels good. And I'm okay with that. So we went out and... Uh, I couldn't say enough about the car. If that ball joint would have held on for 21 more laps, uh, we would have obviously uh, landed our first United Late Model Racing Series win. So that was the biggest heartbreak of my life. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. It's coming, though, Josh. you got to know that uh, you, my friend, laid down some incredible laps last year. Uh, I can tell you uh, I've seen a lot of guys test at Sobel Beach last year and the year previous. Uh, Josh came out one night. Uh, he tested did about three or four runs. They kept on bringing it back in, working on the car, doing different things. And uh, he went out, and there was nobody, nobody that I witnessed all year that was as fast as Josh was. Um, and, and it was incredible to see. And you knew that it wasn't tires that did it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just the, the 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 level of competition is huge, right? Oh, and yeah. track position is is absolutely major uh, in the APC Tour. Not that you you can make passes, right? It's, oh yeah, you can make passes, but it is difficult at some of these tracks. And and uh, uh, Josh, you're definitely knocking on the door of Victory Lane uh, each and every way, each and every week. I'm looking forward to spotting for you in the APC Tour. Um, it's going to be just an absolute heck of a season. And uh, uh, man, congratulations on all the success so far. And, and uh, uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing what uh, 2022 will bring. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. You know, we've uh, obviously, Joe, you're, you're spotting for me this year. That's no secret to anyone. And having you on the radio has helped me uh, tremendously with the program. Um, and I just feel like we're getting to a point where the team has got the niche and we're, we're starting to understand, okay, everyone's got their own, their own part when it comes to Saturday night or Friday night when we're coming to the track. So, um, really looking forward to the new partnership with Ridgeline. Uh, really excited for the continued sponsors that I have on both cars. Um, I've got a, a tremendous backing, uh, but it's obviously we work very hard to keep it that way. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to getting back to the track and, uh, and putting down some laps. You are dynamite, kid. Make sure you say hi to the old boy and your mom for me. Good luck. When is race one for you? When can people expect to see the 17? And what color will it be? Race number one, wherever you show up. Race one is going to be uh, Sunset Speedway opening night on May 7th. And then uh, race two will be the following Friday. It's Friday, May the 13th. And we'll be at Delaware with the brand new Ridgeline car. 
and uh, hopefully we can start the, the season off on a solid note and represent well. Well, we've always got a mic for the winner. You can guarantee that. Uh, Josh Stoddy, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Uh, get back to it now. You're back to work. Uh, you got to get those machines all running. The old boy will be cracking the whip, I guarantee it. Yeah, that's right. We, yeah, we stay fairly busy here. We've got a three-plex to build, and uh, personally, between Bailey and I, we're building a kind of investment property, and then uh, obviously we got the business getting fired up here, and uh, we've got full heavy construction crews going, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy summer. Oh, and I forgot to say congratulations on the new arrival as well. I know all of us want to say congratulations on uh, on the new arrival. You're going to be a good dad, I can guarantee it. Yeah, pretty stoked. It was up to it was up to me to carry on the last name there, and uh, we we had our little guy on uh, my dad's birthday, so it was kind of special for us. But yeah, we've got the million dollar family. I've got my four year old daughter and uh, and our new one Theodore, our little boy. So he's a month old tomorrow. Dynamite stuff, Josh. Uh, much continued success, and I know we look forward to race number one in the United Late Model Series. Good luck, my friend. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. You betcha. Josh Stoddy, uh, great guy. Uh, sounds like you guys had a ball down there. Yeah, we definitely did. I uh, uh, for, for everybody listening, I'm obviously connected to Josh and, and to the team, but I also work for my, my daily job is working for Ultramar and Parkland, uh, selling Ridgeline products and selling Ultramar products and, uh, you know, working for the company uh, and watching what Josh – you know, was able to do and what racing was able to do for a company. Um, it was pretty cool. You know, it's, uh, it was, it was out of the norm. Uh, obviously there was another race car at the show. Mike Gilmore's, uh, four cylinder was at the show. Um, and, and Josh. So it's not completely out of the realm. There's a lot right. of race fans at a truck show. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, the corporate partnership, you know, is, is few and far between, um, in, in the regional style racing, um, and seeing it come to light, uh, you would think it was a full blown national program. Yeah. You know, there was a ton of excitement from the, from the exhibitors, uh, walking around, you know, I think, uh, I think almost every exhibitor stopped by, uh, and, and, uh, you know, and then as well, the people that, uh, are, are consuming the show, uh, the, the general, the general public walking around, um, uh, motorsports is is alive and well. There's a lot of excitement around it, and uh, uh, it was definitely pretty cool. And just for the record, Junior has nothing to do with the lineup of guests that we get on this <laughs> show. I, was I did that. About it. I did that based on merit. Uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't based on his job or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, but we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, back to the east coast of Canada to talk about the west coast of Canada. You'll see how all that fits together when we come back. Stay with us. Hi, race fans. This is Brad Keselowski. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. It's back. The May long weekend tradition returns to Canada's legendary home of motorsport with the Custrel Victoria Day Speed Fest May 20th to 22nd at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Featuring the NASCAR Pinty Series and the eBay Motors 200, it's a Canadian showcase of racing action with the FEL Sports Car Championship, M-Zone Radical Cup, Nissan Centra Cup, and the Super Production Challenge. Take in the excitement in the Canadian Tire Fun Zone and the CTMP Marketplace. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and more info. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters 
have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters, the world's best fire starter. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the, on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is, is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Hines, a famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was, the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like a, it's just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled life style programs 24 7 go green with rev tv contact your tv provider to order tonight's race time radio is fueled by ap race fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology epic racewear look feel be epic at epicracewear.ca and by rev tv canada from two wheels to four and so much more. The race is on Rev TV Canada. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best super and pro model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on Racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and super pro late models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the street stock 100. And a super pro late model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her in one piece. From the high banks of Daytona. 
to the snowbanks in Canada. We cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Woo, shake and bake. Here on Race Time Radio. Uh, just like that, we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. What do you got? I will tell you this. Tell me. If you put a race car in Toronto, yeah. the amount of Talladega Nights comments you get, <laughs> Talladega Nights made such an impact on motorsports, um, but you really see it when you... Like, obviously, racers don't look at Talladega Nights as a racing movie. No. It's a comedy no, no. that has some racing in it. Uh, people want to fight me after saying that, probably, but yeah. it's not a racing movie to a racer. No. But I tell you what. Days you of it, Thunder was. You, you park it in an urban environment, yeah. right, in a place like Toronto. Mississauga. And the Wonder Bread all comes out. Holy moly. <laughs> Luckily, I know some of the good quotes because some of them, you know, it yeah. was, it, there was a lot of shaking bakes. There was a lot of I'm on fires. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was uh, a tremendous amount of uh, I want to go fast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. Well, our next guest, let me tell you this about that. Uh, we go off to Canada's East Coast to talk about Canada's West Coast. Remember, I said that before the break, and this is why. We have seven-time champion out on that East Coast. Uh, he's also a big moose guy. Talks to them, believe it or not. Uh, his name is Brad Mann. Of course, we all know Brad from all of our live broadcasts. Uh, Brad Mann is a color commentator on Race Time Radio, and he will be making the trip all the way to Penticton, B.C., Next weekend, uh, he's going to fly out there, going to be out there for practice, same as me, on Thursday. And, man, I'm looking forward to it. I have not seen Brad for two-plus years because of this pandemic, but it's all over now. And Brad, man, is going to join us right here on the hotline right now. What's going on tonight there, big guy? How you doing? I'm doing great, Joe. Just looking out at some snowbanks here in my yard, and you probably don't have any, but I still got lots. Oh, buddy, it was 27 degrees Celsius here today. Sue and I sat out in the backyard. It was really, honestly, the first day of what felt like spring uh, here in Ontario. I take it you guys didn't get that, or did you? No, I didn't, Joe. It was minus 5 this morning when I got up, and I tried to rush it along. I put a couple of sleds in storage, and... Of my rental sleds and storage, and I took the golf cart out and the ride on mower trying to make the snow go away faster. Well, I'll tell you what, brother, we're not going to have to worry about snow come Thursday. From what I can understand, uh, Trev Seabird and uh, the whole team out in Penticton, uh, uh, take, take a look at the weather forecast. It looks like we've got a peach of a forecast for Canada's first major short track asphalt race of the year. And, uh, Brad, you and I are going to be lucky enough to be front row and uh, bringing all of our friends along on SiriusXM, on Racetimeradio.com, and, of course, Rev TV Canada is also going to have live coverage. Brad, I think we're in for a good one, and you're going to add a lot to this broadcast, as you always do. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to it, Joe. It's been a long two years that, uh, like you said earlier in the broadcast, we haven't been together and... Uh, Got out for a couple of races last summer, but not a lot with all the restrictions. So uh, it's just like a get-out-of-jail-free card, and uh, we'll get on the big whirly bird in Moncton early in the morning Thursday, and uh, hopefully we land safely out there. Yeah, you want to believe it, brother. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, it's a long trip to head out to B.C., but I guarantee it's going to be well worth it. For the listeners, 
that may not have been around the last couple of years and haven't heard you, Brad Man. I call you seven-time champion for a reason. You are a seven-time champion out there in the Maritimes. You've got pro stock experience. Have you even been in a NASCAR Pinty car for a race? Take <clears throat> us through some of the experience that you've had because I know it's deep. Well, we had uh, three sportsman championships before we went to pro stock racing. And uh, once we got in pro stock racing, we had four championships there. And we were in a Pinty's car. Um, my sponsor had rented uh, Kerry Mix's, uh, one of his Fords, uh, when uh, they were in Prairieton at Speedway 660. Uh, it was the same summer that uh, Scott, the late Scott Frazier had uh, one of Whitlock's cars rented. So it was two Maritimers in the race. And... Uh, we had a little bit of trouble with the Pinty's car. We blew up a motor in practice, so the guys worked all night and uh, got the motor in. And uh, it was kind of funny because my uncle tore a at me. He said, well, you're in a Ford. You're going to break down. So <laughs> <laughs> I've always raced Chevy, so I guess I had a little halo over me about that deal. Well, and the last time you were in a pro stock, I do believe it was Riverside International Speedway. Uh, Brad Mann was in the, uh, at that time, it was the Hearts uh, 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 for Trucks Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Uh, we were there for the IWK 250 and broadcasting that race. And uh, Brad drove the number 35 Coors Light machine and uh, spoke with Brad off the side at the, at the racetrack. And uh, Brad, you went on to say, you know what, this is it. I'm getting out of the car. This is going to be it. And I said, my God, if you're going to pack that car in, I want to hand you a microphone and get you on this team with us. Uh, we could definitely use your expertise. And uh, luckily enough for us, Brad, you jumped right in, and you, we've had a lot of good times on the east coast of Canada. And I know we're going to be back out there this year, but uh, this is going to be totally different for both of us being on the west coast. I imagine the competition is going to be just as fierce when we get out there. It's going to be very interesting, Joel, because I, don't, I won't know any of them unless the uh, Reed brothers are there. Everybody has for gear and uh, get familiar with the names and uh, certainly looking forward to it. It's a great opportunity and it's nice to see what they got out west to offer. Uh, we're always so strong back here in the east with what we offer in pro stock racing. It's second to none. So I'm kind of curious and kind of excited at the same time to see what the west has to offer. Oh, you can guarantee it's going to be off the chip. Uh, I've, we've had a lot of the different competitors on, not only leading up to the uh, Western Rattler 300, but over the course of time. Uh, I know we've had Kendall Thomas on a bunch, of course, Riley Siebert driving out in West Car Road there. Uh, we've had uh, Brandon on. We've had, like, we've had a number of guys on the show throughout the course of the year uh, or throughout the course of time. Uh, but we're really looking forward to seeing this. Now, Panticton Speedway, uh, Riley and his team bought it uh, a little better than a year ago, and they've been working on that racetrack since the day they took possession. It's going to be graduated banking uh, in, in the turns. Uh, it, it's going to be a fast track, Brad. It's going to be something different that you and I, neither one of us have seen a track like this, I don't believe. How big is it, Joe? Is it a half mile high bank? Three or are they sitting in the infield? Or? Yeah, it's a three-eighths mile track. I think from everything that I've watched, um, you know, and, and online, you know, when you watch a when you watch a YouTube video or or online from an in-car camera, um, it it reminds me a tremendous amount of Sunset Speedway. 
I mean, the the way that it lays out, um, you know, the um, the the way that the banking is with the progressive banking. Uh, there's a little bit more banking at the top than there is at the bottom. Uh, very similar to Sunset. Uh, just the way that the groove is, it looks like there's a little bit more of a D um, a D shape down down the front side of the racetrack uh, than what Sunset has got down the back. Uh, but I imagine the racing will be very similar um, to what we see at Sunset. Now the difference being uh, the way that they kind of reconstructed the racetrack and and repaired it. It's going to be similar to that of of what we see at Delaware Speedway, sure. where they only paved. A, a portion of the racetrack or repaved a portion of it. Um, so there's going to still be character built into the track um, because there's old asphalt and there's new asphalt as well. So, um, But I think that for, for all of our listeners that can draw a comparison in their mind, um, I would say that they're very similar. Well, it's certainly going to be uh, bring them on the map, Joel, by signing up a deal with you and uh, Race Time Radio uh We've had a great big following. Uh, I remember uh, when we first started off, we had a couple hundred thousand, and I think one of the last IWKs, we were up around eight or 900,000 listeners across Canada, U.S., so uh, it's a great opportunity for the track and the new owners, and I'm honored to be able to join you and be out there and bring it live to people across North America. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun, I guarantee it. And, Brad, man, you will add a ton to the broadcast, as you always do. Uh, I can't wait to get your take uh, especially in practice. Uh, anybody that knows Brad Mann knows that you can't even talk to him while the cars are on the racetrack. Uh, Brad is studying each car, watching how they're going through the turns, watching them as they're coming off the turns. I even think back, uh, that was a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, over a couple of years ago now. Uh, there was one guy, uh, we were at the IWK 250. Uh, Brad was watching one car. He pulled them aside after practice and uh, I'll be damned, that car went a whole lot faster after Brad was done talking to him. I don't know what you told him, uh, but, but it obviously helped, Brad. I remember going over and having a little chat with my buddy Ken Vincent, and he went out and won the IWK 250, but we can't talk about what we talked <laughs> yeah, two-time winner of the IWK250 from PEI, uh, that number eight machine. Uh, he knows how to get the job done, that's for sure, doesn't he? He certainly does, and uh, it's going to be exciting, Joe. Uh, we'll get some roughs off us after two years, and uh, we'll be good to go when we come back on the East Coast also. But uh, it's a new adventure for us, and uh, I'm really glad for you that you got to sign on and do this. And I'm certainly looking forward to getting out and smelling that race fuel again and hearing the noise and looking at the horsepower and smelling that rubber burning off going to give me a great fix yeah it sure is you got me excited just talking about it brad safe flight i know we'll be in touch lots i'll text you when i hit calgary you text me when you hit vancouver and i'll definitely meet you at penticton uh i'll pick you up and i know where you and i are going to be lined to right away and that's out to penticton speedway uh but safe travels okay bud Perfect. Thank you so much, and uh, have a safe flight yourself, too. You betcha. That is Brad Mann out there on Canada's East Coast. You even got your suitcase he, packed and ready Oh, yeah, to go. yeah, yeah. That's the equipment. That's case number one. We've got <laughs> yeah. a couple of cases of gear. Absolutely. I uh, want to remind fans, you're going to be at Penticton Speedway uh, for the weekend. Of course, uh, practice is on Thursday night. Racing is Friday and Saturday, so qualifying is going to happen on Friday night. Uh, the Venom 100 for the street stocks. Got a whole herd of them coming as well. And then on Saturday, it is going to be the Western Rattler 100, the Western Rattler 300, 
And I need you to remember this, fans. If you're coming to the track, remember, uh, pick up a headset with an FM radio in it. Uh, of course, our in-ear monitors uh, for Race Time Radio and for the broadcast, we do that over FM. So uh, if you bring along a headset with an FM radio in it, you're going to be able to listen to the broadcast in stereo. Maybe you won't want to hear me, but you're <laughs> definitely going to want to listen to Brad. And, of course, our next guest, we're going to grab our next guest as soon as we hit the top of the air. got to throw it back to Toronto. Uh, but then we're going to have Cole Sorensen on here, and he is a crafty veteran of Colin Races out in BC. He'll know all those guys. He's done the Canada 200 a few times and uh, knows a huge race fan. And, of course, we'll also be added in with uh, Todd Lewis. You see him on the NASCAR Penny Series uh, doing Pit Road. He's going to be on Pit Road for all of our stuff, too, live from Penticton Speedway. So we got a great broadcast crew. I know Jerry Paxton right now yeah, is just, wished. oh, he is just crying. <laughs> he is going to be in Florida, so Jerry can't join us. But uh, I can tell you what. Everybody else is going to be coming off the chip for this. What do you got? Absolutely. Uh, just a few uh, housekeeping deals. Sure. Um, uh, Mike Campbell, uh, he, he reached out and wanted to know if we were at the Motorama show, uh, which is next weekend. Nah. Unfortunately, nah. we're not. We're yeah. at we won't be. Um, but that being said, um, great show lineup uh, at, uh, at Motorama. And yes. I invite everybody uh, at the show, uh, you know, tune in. You bring your, bring your iPhone. You'll be able to tune in to uh, the Penticton race um that is taking part well, it's gonna be um, late though, right it's gonna be late we're 7 p.m when I'm, we fire up i'm just out saying there. for everybody that's down there you, oh you've yeah got entertainment when you're in the hotel room absolutely um, and uh yeah just make sure you uh, make sure you tune in and and uh, uh he as well wanted to mention el grande back with andrew grizel good uh big sponsorship announcement there and uh as well kent corbett he commented, have we heard from Riverside who the NASCAR driver is going to be yet? We have not heard yet, Exactly. Kent. Kent, I did heard. put a, a, a little uh, uh, text out to find that very answer out. Haven't heard back just yet. Um, but, Kent, I'm going to let you know right now. Don't tell anybody. But Race Time Radio will be back to call the IWK 250 in 2022. That I can tell you. Uh, but we're going to do an official release on that. So don't tell anybody just yet. I know nobody else is listening right now. So that's right. That should be just our little secret, Kent. Uh, but I'll get you the answers to that and so much more. Uh, we are right there, Junior. You got uh, 15 seconds. All right. Well, I mean, are are we broadcasting next Sunday, or do, do I have the do I have the night off? I have to get the lay of the land. <laughs> I have to get the lay of the land. Honestly, they, Sirius XM asked me the same question. I said I got to get the lay of the land to find out where we're going to be located and if I can get a location where we can, in fact, go live from gotcha. on Sunday. But uh, we'll get more of that. Uh, we got to hit the top of the hour here. Back to Toronto, and then back to you for hour two. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got O.J. Elliott, he gets turned into the outside wall. The thrill of the race. He's way sideways. Definitely sliding into it. Out of control. Unbelievable how quickly things can change in racing. 
you just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. Boom. And just like that, we are back with you live tonight on Racetimeradio.com, on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, and of course, live on our Facebook page. Uh, come and join us if you're hanging around or not driving your car listening to us on Sirius XM and you want to see what these two dudes do, uh, you can watch in. It's not really that exciting, we but don't, uh, we don't show a whole lot our guests are we the ones that uh, are going to make things exciting. And I know uh, in this hour, hour number two is totally dedicated to the Western Rattler 300. Uh, and coming up in mere moments is Cole Sorensen. And Cole is uh, he's, a, he's a crafty broadcaster, actually, and he has anchored the Canada 200 a couple of times now that we've seen on Rev TV Canada uh, from Victoria and uh, Western Speedway. So we're going to hear from Cole in just a couple of seconds. we got Grant Brown coming up, a driver from Red Deer that's going to be making the trip to Penticton, and we have Trevor. So we got lots still to come at you in this hour uh, but let's get to that hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in Cole Sorensen. What's going on tonight there, Cole? How are you? Not too bad. How are you guys? Doing fantastic, my man. Uh, uh, needless to say, Cole, I'm getting uh, a little bit more than excited. Um, and, and I still got like four days to wait before uh, we get there to Panticton. But it's been elevating each and every day. Uh, can't wait to get out there and see this uh, this race. This is going to be one that's going to make some Canadian short track history. I guarantee it. Yeah, definitely a lot of hype surrounding this one. Uh, I know here on the island, quite a few guys are uh, excited about making the trip over and, uh, and and running here as well as over in BC from all the, the West car guys that, that usually run here making the trip. I know you're going to be talking with uh, Trevor Adelman later in the show. Trevor's a really good racer. He's been down for the Canada 200 at uh, what's now West Shore Motorsports Park uh, a few times over the last few years. So, yeah, it should be a pretty stacked field once we, uh, once we get to the Rattler weekend. Now, the Canada 200 that you've witnessed a couple of times, uh, well, broadcasted a couple of times, was that your first introduction to the Canada 200 when you did broadcast it for checks? Or was that something, uh, Cole, that you've been around and seen that race a number of times? No, I've been around and, uh, and seen that race a number of times. I'm the full-time PA announcer out at, uh, out at the Speedway here in Victoria, and I've been doing that since I was 14 was my first year doing it. Um, so I'm coming up on my seventh year of, of announcing out there uh, full-time every single race. Uh, and every single race weekend. Uh, my weekday job is working as a video journalist with Czech News, the, the station that broadcasts the Canada 200, so it kind of worked out as, as an ideal pairing when they uh, decided to, to broadcast the race the last two years, and, and uh, I kind of slotted right into the booth there as soon as they 
announced that they wanted to do that. Yeah, fantastic. And I know with everything we're doing out there and then adding in Rev TV Canada, oh, Cole, man, oh, man, you're going to fit like a glove, brother. We're going to need you. Brad and I are real good for radio. Not so much with the TV camera, but uh, that, that, we're going to be leaning on you and Todd lots, I can guarantee it. Yeah, it should be a fun experience, especially with the, the radio element. And I know uh, Trevor's been busy getting all the, the promotional stuff, uh, let alone trying to put together a uh, you know, $10,000 to win late model race, which is uh, no small feat of its own. And all the extra media stuff that he's put together outside of it has been uh, pretty cool and great to, be, uh, great to be a part of the broadcast coming up. So the street stock's also going to be a big part of the weekend. Uh, I can't wait to see these guys. I know we've talked to a couple of the different competitors here on Race Time Radio, uh, but you, my friend, have had first sight of a lot of these different competitors. Probably not all. we got guys coming from Saskatoon, and uh, they're coming from all over the place to be part of the weekend. But the cars that you are familiar with, they put on a great show, I can well imagine. Yeah, and there's, uh, even in BC, there's quite a variety of different, uh, street stocks, uh, and street stock rule packages. Uh, the Penticton guys kind of run more of, uh, almost like a sportsman style car, almost with, uh, leaf springs pretty much being the only thing that separates them from, uh, from a sportsman car on the island. We run, uh, more traditional kind of metric style, like, uh, Chevy Monte Carlos and Pontiac Grand Prix, but I know, our uh, defending track champion, Brendan Moore, who just won our first race of the season uh, two weeks ago, or I, I guess last week now, uh, he said he's going to be coming. Brendan's run at uh, Penticton a lot. The old Penticton, uh, this will be his first crack at the at the new Penticton, and always the, uh, the Penticton guys are always pretty strong. And I know you talked to a few people from up north, Williams Lake, uh, that kind of area has a really good uh, tri-track series that, Develops a lot of good talent, and they have some pretty stout uh, stout competitors out of there as well. And uh, I think High Speedway's got a few guys coming from Alberta. They've been kind of working on a deal with Pentic in the last uh, little bit there, and those guys are, are really quick as well. Yeah, too cool. So you guys are out of the box out in Victoria. You guys have already had a race in already. Yeah, we've had multiple. We've been going since uh, March, actually. We had an early start this year since, unfortunately, it is the last year. Um, out at uh, at what was formerly Western Speedway, uh, but yeah, we we started with uh, something called Junkyard Rallycross, uh, five hundred dollar junk SUVs and stuff, kind of just uh, on on a rallycross style course, and we have a hit to pass uh, demo series as well that's uh, been running. So yeah, we've been going strong since. Uh, mid-March, as well as having uh, a rock-crawling competition as well, where we made a full man-made rock-crawling course with uh, buses and sea cans and boulders and stuff on the front straight. So we've had probably six or seven weekends in already. Oh, amazing. I know, like, Super Modifieds would run at that racetrack. Uh, it, a lot of great stuff runs at Western Speedway, Western Shore now. Uh, so what happens at the end of this year, Cole? What happens with that racetrack? Does it go away and does it move, or what's the plan? So there's a group called the Vancouver Island Safe Speed Association that's kind of been delegated with finding uh, a new facility here in the island uh, south island at least for racing saratoga speedway up in uh, just outside of campbell river um here in the island the north end of the island it's still in operation and uh, just went underwent uh, a few million dollars worth of improvements last year courtesy of the uh, the layton family rob layton who purchased it uh so at least 
for the the meantime until the uh, the Safe Speed Association finds uh, another location. Island racers still have a, a place to go, which is nice. And you know they're uh, currently eyeballing a few different properties. And as you know, there's a lot of different politicking and legislating that uh, needs to get done. Uh, you know, kind of a few wheels need to get greased, but uh, they're well underway with uh, making contact and trying to get another facility secured here. On the South Island, because even though Saratoga is still on the island, we we have a pretty big island, so it's uh, it's a three-hour drive up there from from Victoria. Yeah, so I guess the best uh, advice is stay tuned. I know we got to do a better job out right out on the island. Uh, I, I've had the guys on a few times, but I got to do a better job, hey, Junior. We've got to do a better job, but they've got to do a better job as well. I've reached so out. The, That's the drivers, true. the drivers yeah. and teams have to do. Just as much work as we do. Um, not saying anything bad here. I'm no, just no. saying, no, no. you know, for for it us, all helps. You know, with with uh, with the the size and scale of of you know the motorsports community. If you're tuned in uh, from the West Coast and you've said, "Why doesn't Race Time Radio talk about me?" and you've never sent us a message, you've never sent us an email, a press release, you know, anything, any news. I mean, yeah. you get a new sponsor, tell us. Get a you know, you buy a new race car, tell us. You're changing divisions, tell us. We want to talk and, and we want to spotlight everybody within the sport. Uh, obviously, the spotlight goes to, uh, or, or the grease goes to the squeaky wheel, um, if you will. And, uh, you know, it's, it, that, that is one thing that I will say. The East Coast guys, now, we've made friends with a lot of them. We've, yeah. We've, yeah, yeah. we've made connection. We've reached out. And that's part of this, this entire Penticton race. Um, but, uh, but definitely, uh, I've not seen very many releases or or reach outs or connections uh from the west coast guys so um as well you know if you've got uh, information if you're a racer that you want to get out there um by all means send it to joe at racetimeradio.com reach us out on facebook uh, at racetime radio the dms are always open on twitter uh, at racetime radio as well so uh you know even just a quick blurb of uh hey guys it's it's such and such i drive number 41 and and uh uh you you know, I've got this new sponsor. Um, you know, it might not be instantly that you're going to get on the show, but it will be over the course of you know two Time. or three weeks. Yep. And yep. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of value in that for for everybody. And and that same exact same thing goes to if you are on the East Coast, if you're in Ontario, if you're if you're a racer in Saskatoon, or you know, if if you're a racer uh, in, in at Heist Motor Speedway in Grand Prairie, anywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, if you want to be talked about, definitely get us the information, and, and then we'll be able to talk about it. But uh, I am really looking forward to this, Cole. Uh, you know, the first time I seen you on the broadcast. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday because we sat in the Race Time Radio studio. We watched the Western Canadian 200, and I said, "Who is Cole Sorensen? Yeah, who's that guy? That guy? Yeah, that guy is is a motorsports. He's a, he's a motorsports caller, and uh, um, man, you did an awesome job with uh, with the, the the couple of races that I've seen you do. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing uh, everything that comes together with this Penticton race. Um, it, how many racetracks have you been to, Cole? Ballpark. I've been to a few here on the on the West Coast. I've got to go down to uh, Evergreen Speedway in Monroe, Washington. Yep. That's uh, used to have a truck series race actually back there in the '90s. It's I think still the only NASCAR sanctioned track in Washington. Uh, down to Skagit Speedway a few times, uh, the dirt track down uh, just just across the border from Vancouver, where World of Outlaws and all that run, um, and uh, you know a few other places. 
as well. I'll be getting to do some drag racing coverage at uh, Mission Raceway Park coming up here in July. They have a live stream big production deal that they're doing for their big Door Wars Pro Mod event. So I'll be going over there for that. And yeah, the thing with Western is you kind of get uh, you know stuck stuck there for 24 weekends a year. So there's not too much of a chance to explore. But uh, now I'm getting a chance to branch out uh, a little bit more, which has been nice to, uh, to to check out some other facilities. Well, tell you what, we're sure glad you're going to be at Penticton Speedway next weekend, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, under the lights at Penticton Speedway, uh, the Western Rattler 100 and 300, and Cole Sorensen's going to be with us on Race Time Radio, on Rev TV, uh, you name it. He's going to be with us all the way through. Cole, we got to thank you for your time tonight. Uh, we got Grant Brown coming up next. You're going to have to keep uh, tuned into this guy. I think he's going to be a crackerjack out there. Yeah, Grant, I think, has run. Uh, he's actually got a race under his belt on the new facility out there, I think, at the end of October. And uh, the one race I was at Penticton for uh, on the old uh, old configuration, Grant was right up there at the front, so he's going to be one to watch. Oh, it's going to be dynamite. Bud, safe travels getting uh, to Penticton. I know I'll see you on Thursday. Can't wait, brother. Sounds good. You betcha. That's Cole Sorensen. Watch for him next weekend. Uh, it's going to be dynamite. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, that Grant Brown I was talking about, he's going to join us live right here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Hey, race fans. Donald Chisholm from Riverside Speedway in Nova Scotia, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You can never know what it's like. Your blood like when a freezer just like. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in British Columbia, Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. For tickets and event info, get to penticktonspeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her in one piece. Hey, Mr. Mr. Transmission. Stop by own sound, Mr. Transmission. For a free multi-check inspection. For all your driveline needs, including transmissions, differentials, transfer cases, axles, and more. Mr. Transmission own sound. The area's number one driveline specialist. Chris and his team will take care of you. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look. Feel. Be epic. At epicracewear.ca. And by Rev TV Canada. From two wheels to four and so much more. The race is on Rev TV Canada. All North Racing. Only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Comic and impressionist, Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station. And they said to me, oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. 
And, um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, there's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home great, away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive races. Series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. It's back. The May long weekend tradition returns to Canada's legendary home of motorsport with the Custrel Victoria Day Speed Fest May 20th to 22nd at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Featuring the NASCAR Pinty Series and the eBay Motors 200, it's a Canadian showcase of racing action with the FEL Sports Car Championship, M-Zone Radical Cup, Nissan Centra Cup, and the Super Production Challenge. Take in the excitement in the Canadian Tire Fun Zone and the CTMP Marketplace. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and more info. Welcome back to Race Time Radio. And just like that, we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And we are going right back to the hotline, and we're going to bring in a driver that has got that race car ready to go for the Western Rattler 300 coming up at Penticton Speedway just next weekend, coming up. Thursday is practice. Friday we race and qualify. Hopefully he doesn't have to go through the Baker's Dozen, but maybe that is the plan. We'll find out. And then off into the Western Rattler 300 comes Saturday. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Let's go to the hotline and bring in Grant Brown. What's going on tonight there, Mr. Grant? How are you? Going good here, Joe. We're just finishing up, scaling up our car. We'll be probably loading up tomorrow and sitting for couple days till we actually head out just uh feeling good about everything getting wired up for this one that's for sure yeah it's, uh, it's gonna be a dandy isn't it you got it now uh how did where'd you set the left side at did you set it where you can still have a couple of burgers and be okay <laughs> <laughs> well my crew chief tells me he's gonna keep me from uh doing what i need to do in the john on race day to keep the <laughs> Left side weight where it needs to be. Uh, that's the stuff. Have you been out at all this year, Grant, or is this going to be uh, maiden voyage number one for 2022? No, well, this is our first one, too. And I really like the way they do that with the Rattler putting the big race at the beginning of the year because it gives us a chance to work on the car and sit and admire it for a good stretch before we actually head out to the track and start tearing it up. It's tough. It's tough having it ready only for a fleeting moment before the big race coming up yeah 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 that's true too and you're coming out of red deer uh you're going to drive ahead of you right to get to panticton uh but it's going to be well worth it you're going to be there thursday grant for practice and testing yeah you bet we will for a race of this caliber we can't really afford not to give it a good shakedown if there's something we're concerned about which we don't think we will have 
then we've got at least some grace to get it, get it fixed up for the big one. Grant, uh, talk a little bit. Uh, uh, beautiful car, by the way. I think we've said it a thousand times on the show before getting you on here. The 36 car, that thing is gorgeous. Um, but uh, talk a little bit about uh, Madlock uh, trailer locks uh, and, and the partnership that you guys have. Uh, it's, you know, it's refreshing to see a primary sponsored car that's, uh, that's out there on the racetrack. Well, it definitely stems from racing experience because our race car trailer got stolen uh, about six years ago. Um, thankfully, the car wasn't in it, but we did lose some equipment. Um, and we went looking around for a good lock, and there wasn't one out there. And, uh, man, we, we sunk our heads into it. Chad Coleman, one of the guys that works on the car at the shop with us, and another notable guy we have in our shop, uh, Brendan Peck. They don't get to get out to the races as much as they need to, but uh, we all stuck our heads around this and got this lock designed, and uh, hopefully that's going to become a foundation for our racing uh, team. Absolutely. Get get a good product out there, something that we can sponsor our own team with, and, uh, man, we're really trying to get it out there. So now does that save the trailer and the truck, Grant, or is it specific to the trailer? Just for the trailer when it's unhooked from the from the truck, and it's for a trailer ball type uh, trailer. Gotcha. Um, we're working on a fifth wheel lock. Uh, we'll be coming out with that shortly. But uh, yeah, to lose a trailer, RV, um, cargo, be at work, whatever, um, it, at the the price of what uh, you've got on at stake um, just doesn't add up to the price of a good lock. Yeah, and you never get your money back to your insurance, right? Uh, it, it's good. you got to have insurance, but you never really get the value back out of it when you have to go and put a claim in. Yeah, that's for sure. And then you jump through a bunch of hoops, and you're without your equipment for the time being, and you end up with something that's inferior to what you had to begin with. And it's, it's a heartbreak for us. It certainly was. We had a fine racing trailer that we lost. One day ago, this is you're going to find this really interesting. One day ago, a gentleman uh, who races in the pro late model division, the super stock division, uh, all across Ontario, uh, Sean Chenoweth. He's uh, the guy is uh, he is a, a major player here in Ontario, and uh, on Facebook he he posted this. Um, he said, "Taking pictures of your race cars." Loaded, ready to go to the track is a bad idea. You might as well add your address and bedtime in the photo. Yeah, but for him to say that, you know, it is a problem within the industry, right? Sure it and is. that's why I brought up the the Madlock portion. Is uh, you know when you when you talk about racing and you talk about uh, uh, you know the getting ready to get uh, to the racetrack, um, man, it's it's a common issue. We've heard it. You know, every season, you know, I think back last year, there was a car uh, and trailer stolen from McCall's, um, McCall Enterprises, uh, Mike Schmidt as well. Uh, you know, I think back to a year and a bit ago, uh, during it was right in the height of COVID where yep. somebody's trailer got stolen. Uh, now they tracked it down on Facebook. It's usually pretty easy to track it down if it's, if it's decaled up the right way. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it's you know, a, a major problem. And, uh, y- you know, it's, uh, if you can save, if you could save, uh, one stolen or one theft from your race team, uh, that, uh, that lock is a really cheap investment. Sure <laughs> and, is. uh, uh, hats off to you guys for, for doing that. And, and, uh, it's amazing what this motorsports community can do, uh, for, uh, for people who support it. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks. 
thank you guys for the plug. That's for sure. And yeah, if we can keep uh, we can keep your trader safe. If this tr- if this lock doesn't keep your trader safe, I'll stand in front of your trailer personally and take care of it. Ooh, <laughs> man, oh man, you don't want to do that. Grant. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, Thursday is coming, and it's coming like a freight train. You guys are going to have a long drive to get to the track. What are you going to focus in on practice? What are you going to be doing to that car uh, to get it ready to go? We're going to just do a good shakedown. We've got some uh, good feel from the last race out last fall. Fall was cool. The spring's going to be cool, so our temperatures should be similar. We're going to uh, basically shake it down. We're going to put on some new tires and just start seeing how they feel to start with. Um, we'll be practicing on some old stuff, so we'll get some read on that as well. Um, and then Friday, maybe not quite so much practice if we have a good Thursday because we don't, uh, you know, our temperature is going to be out a little bit further when we're qualifying and or racing on uh, Saturday as well. Eh? Exactly. Now, uh, in saying that, we've got the Baker's Dozen. Now, that is for the guys that don't qualify right up in there. Uh, then they're going to be able to run the Baker's Dozen to get into the race. There's two lines of thought on this. One, you're going to get more track time. Uh, probably similar to what you're going to have in the 300, uh, or B, you don't want to run that. You want to save the tires. You want to save the car. You want to make it in early. How about your thoughts? What do you think of either theory? We won't be striving to go for the Baker's doesn't no. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're, we're looking for a little bit of pride of qualifying up front and uh, the running the Baker's doesn't, putting your equipment at risk. However, it would, I'm sure, once a guy comes out of it with a good solid run, uh, a guy's going to be wired up after that and uh, be really pumped for the for the race on Saturday. So there's definitely advantages to it. However, I can't imagine too many guys from this region at this level having enough enough ambition <laughs> and uh, confidence to try and pursue falling back to the Baker's dozen to get a little bit extra laps. What we ha- what- for the guys that would... I, Hats off to them. <laughs> what we have to do is we have to premise that question because that was the promoter of the race saying that point. He's <laughs> like, we've had a couple guys say that they they're gonna you know you know drag their feet a little bit and get into the Baker's dozen. Well, hey, there's, I, there's, I, there's was, money. There's money hey, in was, the Baker's dozen that was, too. That was the promoter stirring the pot a little bit, <laughs> and making it a little bit more exciting. I'm throwing Trevor Siebert firmly under the bus on that one. I, I agree with you, Grant. <laughs> Anybody who gets into that Baker's dozen is gonna be like, damn it, I wish I. I wasn't here. I wish I was up there with those guys because that looks a heck of a lot more fun. <laughs> sorry, Trevor. Yeah, man, I, uh, I feel bad. I feel bad now, Trevor. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like I say, there. I'm sure there'll be a couple or a few looking at it, and and it'll be a read in the field once we see who's there. We haven't uh, had a real uh, good uh, list of who's showing up, but it's going to be in, an intimidating field of cars. We've counted uh, at least a dozen high-caliber teams. That uh, man, it's uh, if a guy gets out front and running top five, man, the only thing you're going to be worrying about is the guys in sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth that are all wanting to be in the top five and hunting you down while you're figuring you're having not a bad run in the top five. And that is the that's the known guys, right, Grant? It's the unknown guys that show up at this race that you're going to go, I haven't seen that guy before, and I haven't seen that guy before. Uh, The unknown is also going to play into this, but you got to know if they're unknown, 
chances are they've not seen Penticton Speedway, and a guy like you that has laps there is going to have a slight advantage from that aspect. Uh, that's got to be leaning into your side of it. Uh, it. It's really going to be interesting to see how all of this shakes out. How about crew? What do you got with you crew-wise? Who's going to be on top of the box? Well, we got a crew on top of the box. I got my crew chief, uh, and he's my spotter as well. Um, he sets a pretty high standard for us. Um, tries us pretty hard, which is a good thing, um, just like any trainer would for any sport. Um, and then we've got uh, Barry Gillis out of Kelowna, and then we've got um, got a list here. Lyle Wilson out of Prince George. Nice. And uh, he's been with us forever, and as well as Barry Gillis. Um, we got Dennis Miller coming with me from Red Deer here. And then we've got my sister's husband, Dale Jarvis. He's coming out of Prince George as well. So we got uh, a decent crew. Um, my crew chief, he's the magic to our efforts, that's for sure. Um, he drives us. He orients us. He pays so much attention to detail. And... Uh, he keeps us organized on race day. He keeps me on top of maintenance when he's not here helping me. He lives in Salmon Arm. I live in Red Deer. So he gets out here um, usually a weekend or two before races. And, uh, man, he puts in he puts in considerable time, especially considered the highway trips he puts getting out here. Absolutely. And it sounds like you got you got a sizable crew there. So it's uh, it's one of those deals where you uh, you're you're going to the racetrack uh, not to make friends. You're bringing friends with you. Right. That's the that's the way to go. You betcha. (laughs) None of us are paid. That's for sure. It's all out of love and passion for the sport. And and it's deep seated in all of us. That's for sure. Absolutely. Hey, we've got a a viewer question here from our Facebook live. Uh, Tom Love uh, from Edmonton. Uh, he said, what tires are allowed at, at the Western Rattler? Now, this is refreshing. We're not talking about a tire shortage. Trevor made it very clear. There's lots of tires uh, on, on the grounds at Penticton. Um, but uh, what tires are allowed uh, for, for the Western Rattler? And is it the same tire that you were on when you were last at Penticton Speedway, or is it a different compound? Great question, no, Tom. I Thank you. believe it is the same tire. However, i got to say I'm too naive to know our compound. I can't imagine it's changed. Uh, American Race has got a pretty good uh, solid staple for uh, late model tire that's been, I think, universal across Western Canada. Um, it's uh, compatible with um, our new Speedway, uh, new name Speedway out of Saskatoon. I can't remember their new their new title. But, Sutherland uh, Automotive. Speedway. Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Sutherland, there you right. go, buddy. It's all, good, it's all good, man. I call it Saskatoon <laughs> Speedway, too. It change, you, you guys I, keep me sharp. You change it once. You <laughs> like change my green chief does. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You yeah. change it once, and I can I can remember that. You change it three times or five times in the course of three years, it's uh, it's going to be Saskatoon for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bet. So, so it's nice to see you. Then trying to tune the series so that uh, we're universal on our rules across Western Canada and much more closely uh, associated with the rule packages in um, the East Coast. Yeah, uh, dynamite stuff. Grant, this is going to be great to meet you out there. It's going to be great to watch you on the racetrack, and uh, Canada can do that. They're going to be at Penticton Speedway, or they're going to be tuned in on Rev TV watching you, or they're going to be listening right here on Sirius XM. They're not going to miss a moment of the Western Rattler 300. Grant, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Uh, safe travels, and we'll see you out there on Thursday. Sound like, does this sound like a plan or what? 
You betcha. Thank you guys for the time. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing you guys. And, uh, man, this, uh, the pressure's on, that's for sure. <laughs> you want to believe it. Left side weight. Don't forget that left side weight, brother. 10-4, we got you guys. You betcha. That is Grant Brown. Uh, sounds like he is not only going to be ready for the race, they're ready for a trip. Uh, they're going to be uh, one of those teams, Junior. You got to watch. And you know if he makes it, if he makes it in to the Baker's Dozen, or if he has to be in the Baker's Dozen, he's he didn't mean to be there. Yeah, that's right. He's yeah, going to yeah. be hungry. He's going to be hungry. We will remember that. You can guarantee it. We'll be back. One more driver to go. We got Trevor Oldman. That Adelman. is going to join us on the other side of the break. Uh, this guy's somewhat of a pro. Get ready. Stay with us. We'll be back. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality in Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super Red Pro Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and Super Pro Late Models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the Street Stock 100 and a Super Pro Late Model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her in one piece. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia, and Quick Wick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. 
It's back. The May long weekend tradition returns to Canada's legendary home of motorsport with the Custrel Victoria Day Speed Fest May 20th to 22nd at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Featuring the NASCAR Pinty Series and the eBay Motors 200, it's a Canadian showcase of racing action with the FEL Sports Car Championship, M-Zone Radical Cup, Nissan Center Cup, and the Super Production Challenge. Take in the excitement in the Canadian Tire Fun Zone and the CTMP Marketplace. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and more info. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And just like that, we are back. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Canada Talks, and live on our Facebook page and uh, live on RacetimeRadio.com. Don't forget, you can tune into Racetime at any time on demand, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, uh, iTunes, whatever. Uh, and uh, the Performance Motorsport Network.com airs us uh, three times a week, I want to say, uh, out of the U.S. Junior, what do you got there before we grab uh, Trevor Adam? Our executive producer. Is Sue. Sue, yes. Our, our associate producer is Wilbur. And uh, uh, for everybody tuned in on Facebook Live, Wilbur made his appearance. He did. Now he he's did. back to laying down. He so just came uh, in and then turned into a puddle once think, again. I, is it a pay thing? I don't no. think you pay him enough. No, I don't, yeah, that could be it. He could be looking for a treat. Anyway, let's get a driver that's going to be at that Western Rattler 300 coming up this coming Thursday's practice Friday is qualifying and Saturday is race date. I know Trevor Adelman is getting ready to go. Trev, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? Hey, Joe. How you doing tonight, man? Thanks for having us. Fantastic. Uh, we're having a great night here. Getting excited for the big race weekend. Uh, I've been excited and coming off the chip since January when uh, Trevor Siebert joined the show and actually broke the news right here on Race Time that this high-dollar uh, Canadian history-making event was going to take place at Penticton. Uh, when did you hear about it, and what was your immediate reaction? Was this one of the ones, Trev, that you went, oh, my God, i got to be there? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I originally uh, found out about it probably a couple months ago there. I'd seen Trevor's, I mean, Trevor and Ingo and everybody at the Penticton Speedway has been just full pin trying to get this new track going, man, and it's, it's super exciting, all the stuff they go, got going on there, so... Um, and then to see all the effort and the, the person, everything that's going on, I'm sure this is going to be a yearly thing, and it's going to just be something huge. So um, originally for us, it was uh, touch and go to try and get there, and it still kind of is at this point in time. We've uh, kind of had some stuff come together in the last week here, so we're, we're at a frantic chomp to try and get this thing there, and uh, car's in good hands. I took it down to Shane Harding last week there at Harding Motorsports in Langley, and he's the guy, so, I mean, he's, he's had my back for a lot of years there, and... Um, you know, uh, he's, he's doing his best to, to make it happen for us. So it's kind of short notice and everything's kind of still up in there a bit, but we're super optimistic and hope we get this thing there. So. Ah, it's all in his hands, right? The builders, don't they? They love this time of the year, getting these cars ready to go. And what a score it would be for one of these builders that is going to go out and win the, uh, the 300. This is going to be a tough race to win. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, uh, the competition is going to be amazing at the, this weekend. There's a lot of, a lot of good cars there, a lot of good drivers. And I think, uh, last I heard there was over 30 already registered. So, I mean, the, the racing throughout the weekend is going to be good Friday night, Saturday night. There's going to be a lot of competition, even in the street stock class there. So, 
I mean, everyone's going to be bringing their A game, and, uh, you know, we want to make sure we're just as competitive as everyone else. So, um, we're like I said, we're, we're trying to make it happen, and we're hopeful to be there. So, Trev, this is going to be uh, really interesting. Uh, t- tell us a bit about you. We've never had you on Race Time Radio, and we got to thank you for the time, of course. Uh, tell us a bit about your background and uh, how you got into the sport, how long you've been in it, and uh, so on. Yeah, well, thanks for having us again, Joe. Um, so basically, I was raised around racing. I woke up to the world, and my dad was a race car driver. Um, so I kind of, there's pictures of me at the track when I was a kid, and I always always was there. First movie I ever fell in love with was Days of Thunder, of course. So at <laughs> five years old, I was learning how to, uh, you know, dig uh, the race lingo and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was just something that always stuck around. So, you know, over time, when I started to get 14, 15 years old, I was always crewing for my dad and helping him out. And uh, a couple guys from school and I, um, you know, we... We started building fast, fast cars before we were at the age we could even drive them. And then when we turned legal to drive, we started building race cars. And it was a couple of years of that. And um, my story's a little bit different than most. When I was 19, I was in a car crash and uh, passed in a car, car crash. And I ended up getting thrown out of the back window and broke my back. So mm-hmm. I've lived life as a paraplegic ever since 2004. And just with the support and the people around when I was in rehab at the hospital there, um, the guys got together on my crew and they said, you know, if you're going to drive a streetcar, we're putting you back in the race car. And, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of, I guess, unfamiliar ground to be, uh, discovered when we, when we got back into it. And, uh, first race back, there's kind of a funny story. We were, um, we run another, like a bomber class, I guess it was like a, you know, a little bit less than a street stock. And we first race back on the first lap, we get pinched into the inside wall, cars upside down. I end up rolling the car and, <laughs> There's a big panic scene at the racetrack, ended up toasting that car. So um, after that, we were all pretty, you know, discouraged, but there was a lot of support, and another car got donated to us, and um, we built it a little more safer and specific to the hand controls and everything else. And uh, the next couple of years, we went out in the street stock and did pretty good and started winning some races. So a couple of years after that, we got into the late model series, and uh, that was a whole new ball game compo- opposed to uh, running street stock. So we did a lot, a lot of learning, and Shane Harding kind of approached us at a race. We won a, a C-Dash, I think it was, and everyone was pretty excited to see a guy with hand controls win a C-Dash, and Shane kind of thought, what the heck's going on? So come over and talk to us, and we've been working with him ever since. We've picked up some main event wins and track records since then and fast times, and we've been a competitor ever since we started working with him. So it's been a really awesome road, and I can't thank everybody enough, all my sponsors, the community, Quinnell, my crew guys, you know, everyone that's helped uh, in a hand to, to make this thing happen, so... Well, it all goes back to you, Trev. You are the driving factor in absolutely everything, and good on you for uh, you. You could have gave up. That would have been the easy road, right? You didn't. You've uh, you've kept to it, and now you're doing what you love, uh, and that that's cool. So, what is your home track? Well, QARA Quinell Quinell BC is my hometown. Spent a lot of time growing up here, racing, and Figueres is pretty close, and so is Thunder Mountain Speedway. You know, BC's had some good tracks over the years. Uh, Vernon West or Sun Valley Speedway used to be really good until it closed down there. And Agassiz and Western Speedway in Saratoga on the island. There's quite a few tracks now. So, um, it, it, you know, and the competition everywhere is pretty good. So, But Quinnell's been my hometown and home track for most of the time. And, uh, you know, it's been a great uh, great way to learn. On the on the hand controls, and I imagine everybody that, that talks about it, um, uh, it you know, 
would probably bring it up now because it's a it's a kind of a national spotlight on Robert Wickens. But have you guys have yeah. you guys ever talked? Have you have you connected in any way? Um, because I imagine there's some technology on the national side that um, you know on the on the sports car side that is has been developed um, you know through uh, through that entire program. Uh, have you guys had any chance to talk or, or, or you know, uh, message each other or anything like that? You know what? Um, he's, I'm sure he's a very busy guy, and I did when he first was injured. I, you know, um, I kind of reached out on his uh, Instagram account, but like I said, with the, you know, I'm sure he's got a lot of stuff on the go as well. So we haven't actually uh, touched base yet. It would be nice because there is a lot of, you know, for us, we run a pretty basic setup. We've looked at a whole bunch of different options over the years, and it's just trying to trying to make that next jump has been way well, financially. They get pretty costly to build. You know, when you, you need some good stuff, and uh, B, it's just they're, they're, we found something that's been working for us, and um, well, you know, we, you don't want to break something that's not broke, so to speak, a little bit. But there is always some improvements and stuff we, we would love to do, and it would be awesome to be in touch with somebody like Robert and. Uh, what they got going on and, and you know just kind of see some more insights and stuff as well it's kind of like a two-way street too i imagine you've developed technology that they could use yeah you know that's I wouldn't the, doubt that's it. the other that's the other portion of it i'm not just saying that they would have technology that you don't have i imagine you guys have created some stuff that um you know it's it's uh robert uh, that, find handy exactly so it would uh it would definitely be interesting uh, when when talking, um, you know, about your story and, and about everything uh, to do with with driving with hand controls. Uh, what's it like inside the car? You, you got a chance to drive before that and 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 then after. Uh, what's it like behind the wheel of a late model uh, on the hand control side with the G forces and different things like that? Um, explain a lap to to the listeners that are out there. Yeah, well, I can tell you this. I drive way better with the hat controls than ever does with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, for me, I've been doing this for so long that it's just, it's natural now. I don't think about it at all, right? But, um, I mean, it does get busy in the car, for sure. The setup we have uh, set up in there is uh, the, the throttle and the brake is on the left side of the column. So I would have my left hand on the throttle and the brake. So, like, I would uh, throw the, the throttle down. To, to throttle up and then I push the brake forward so you can use them both which is nice on the circle track stuff because you can gas and brake at the same time um, and then my right hand is the steer hand and then also we've, we've done some pretty extensive um, transmission work to get a, a two-speed to work pretty good for us we spent a lot of years picking torque converters and overheating transmissions and just trying to find the right recipe that actually worked for us and now it's, it's been you know a knock on wood but it's been pretty bulletproof for us the last few years and uh, you know it's um, it's it's a handful to say the least in there, but it's what I love doing. I, it's such a such a good uh, a therapy for me to be in the race car and doing what I love and competing with other guys out there that are the best drivers in the province and around you know around here. So to get out there and to be able to compete with these guys and all the effort and the work and the years of dedication from my crew guys and sponsors and everybody that's just been a part of helping me get to this level has been so uh, amazing. And you know I'm I'm forever grateful for all that stuff. And you know it's it's. Uh, it's it's really cool when we can get out there, and especially when we can get some wins and stuff, you know, when we can get the finish line first and raise that trophy. It's, uh, it says a lot, I think, for the people that helped me, and it says a lot for me as far as where I've come since my accident as well. So, Yeah, keep digging, and that's what you sound like you do, Trev, and that's going to be so cool for fans to watch in. Uh, you've ran the 200 before, right? So 300 is another 100 laps. What's the thoughts? Well, I mean, uh, they're different tracks quite a bit. I haven't run the new configuration that they got going there. Um, 
uh, in Penticton there. And, you know, once again, thanks to Trevor and Ingo and, and Sean Lapp for making all this happen and putting all the hard work there. But, I mean, uh, Victoria's a, a very flat track, so I find you're on the brakes really hard there and you're on the throttle and a lot of you're a lot of the wheel. I'm, ho- I'm hoping Penticton will be a little less left on the arms for me because, you know, another 100 laps is a lot and plus the night before and whatever else. So, um, but... But typically, I think uh, I think it's going to be some good racing, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to be in the gym as much as I can to stay healthy and and you know do as much cardio training as I can, just because every advantage you can get one of these things you need to take, and and uh, you know at the end of the day we're we're all out there competing, so you, I think you can you can throw a game plan together as much as you want to try and make it through 300, but when we pull our helmets tight and the horsepower starts falling out of the tires, it uh, changes some things sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I can well imagine. How about chassis that's underneath you? Uh, who have you got? That, like, what builder is under you? Well, like I said, we uh, we built a car with Shane Harding at Harding Motorsports, and we used the Port City platform. So, I mean, Port City's been a, a strong chassis for us over the years, and we, uh, you know, we, we love the products they got, and Shane's really, really good with all that stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's a winning combination, we feel like, and... Uh, you know, we, we tried the big motor programs for a while, and uh, we ended up on a crate a few years back, and it's been pretty bulletproof for us as well. So, I mean, we got the, the crate motor West Car package that we're running there, and if it, it all works out, we're hoping to bring that. So Yeah, it should. It should, right? Like, it's going to be easier on the tires. It should be easier on the race car uh, throughout the course. Uh, I love the rules package that Trevor and the guys have got put together. It does allow for different combinations, and I think those different combinations, Trevor, are going to kick in at different times throughout the course of the race. If you got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of yellows, it's going to be the little dash, the little uh, sprint that you're going to have to have the car set up for. But in the later laps, uh, the second 150, if you will, you're going to have some long green flag runs. You need that car to come in right around lap, I don't know, 290? <laughs> That's where you ideally want it to come to you. Yeah, well, you got to be in the show at 290 to win the show, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah, no, stay on the lead lap. That's what you want to do. Stay on the lead lap all night until you got 25, 50 to go, something like that, and then it's time to shine, right? You bet, and try and save some tires under it and keep the brakes not too hot. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to turning some laps on this new configuration. Like I said, it looks like it's got some bank and, and some momentum there. So, um, I mean, I'm sure it's got a couple good grooves as well. I mean, it's going to be some competitive door-to-door race, and then I'm sure the fans are going to be in for some excitement as well. So, Car number and sponsors on that Wicked Race machine. What do you got? Well, so 47's our number. Um, like I said, the Colt Community Quinell has been awesome, but... Um, all industrial repairs uh, in Quinnell, uh, Ultra West, Sign Stop, Richter Brothers Logging, Brody Lawrence Contracting, K2 Courier Services, Design Flooring, Wolverine Contracting, uh, Parallel Contracting, Prism Towing, um, you know, uh, Matrix uh, in Quinnell here, also uh, Caribou Truck and Auto Man. There's been so many people that have helped us and sponsored us over the years, and I just can't thank everybody enough. So I'm um, all my guys, my crew guys, NFA Racing. Um, you know, Shane Harding again, and just everybody that's, that's had our back throughout this whole process. Well, I'm super excited to, uh, to, to consume it, to watch it, and, and to, uh, to see everything come together. Uh, Trevor, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on here. And, and uh, uh, do you got, it, do you got a, like a fun nickname or anything, like Hot Wheels, or, or what do we call you? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty standard one there. People have called me that. I've, I've been called a few, but I probably shouldn't say them online either. So. <laughs> right on. Just depends on who's talking, I guess, right? That's uh, right. 
<laughs> just trying to have as much fun with it all as we can, and I can't thank you guys enough and uh, everybody else that's supporting this thing. And I'm sure, like I said, the fans are going to have one heck of a show. So. Ten for me, Trevor. We exciting. appreciate the time, my friend, and uh, I wouldn't doubt Robert Wickens. He listens every now and then. How much you want to bet Robert reaches out to you, or you can reach back to him. He'll know about it. I can tell you that. Well, it'd be awesome. And like you said, there's not a not a lot of us guys doing this stuff. So anytime you can see someone bounce back from something and still still live life and have a positive outlook, I know that Kane Frazier's another guy here out on the West Coast that he does some racing with hand controls as well. So it's it's just awesome to see guys. Uh, living life and bouncing back from something that, you know, potentially could have made it so much different for him. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to chat to Robert and whoever else out there that uh, is looking to do this stuff or ever. However, I can help anybody to try and, you know, get back to behind the wheel again, too. So Good on you, my man. Good on you. Look forward to meeting you on Thursday, Trev. Uh, safe travels, and we'll see you at Penticton Speedway for the Western Rattler 300. Sound like a plan? You betcha. Thank you guys so much, Joe, and I'll, I'll talk to you guys out there. Take care. Take care. Trevor Oldman, uh, dynamite driver. Uh, sounds like he is ready to go or getting ready to go. It's uh, all in the hands of Shane now. Yep, it is. If he can get that car ready to go, sounds like Trevor's, uh, he's, he's ready to go. Absolutely. Man, what a stacked lineup. And we haven't talked to everybody that's going to be there. No, no. I, the well, I, I got mean, a call from Sean today yep. uh, from the Speedway, Sean Laps. Yep. Uh, he's competition director at Penticton. Yep. He said, Joe, how are you for guests tonight? Do you need more? I went, well, man, we got the show is stacked. Yep, yep. Now, what I'm going to try and do, and I say try, I got to find the time in here. But what I'm going to try and do is uh, do some recorded interviews, and we can get those out. As we lead into the race, as mentioned, I got to leave here like real early uh, Thursday morning to fly out to BC. So uh, looking forward to meeting absolutely everybody out there. Uh, I'll remind you one final time, the Western Rattler 100, Western Rattler 300. Uh, it's all going to be live for you. Uh, if you can't make it to Penticton Speedway and we really, really want you to be there. Uh, and you're really going to want to be there. But if you can't, mm -hmm. you got to know that you can tune in right here on Sirius XM Channel 167, all live on Saturday, as well as Rev TV Canada. If you haven't got Rev TV Canada yet on your television lineup, I'm telling you, you got to have it. Number one, you're going to love the channel. Um, and you're going to be able to see the Western Rattler 300 and the 100. All live on Rev TV Canada. Uh, it's going to be off the hook. But you can depend on racetimeradio.com for everything. I plan on getting there uh, Thursday, hoping to wire everything up and have it all ready to go. And I wouldn't doubt we will have some practice coverage for you on racetimeradio.com as we head into the weekend. So uh, if you're out there, you're not going to be able to make it to the race. you got to know. Uh, racetimeradio.com is going to be there. And uh, if we get an opportunity, we will bring you live coverage all three days. Definitely two days, but uh, we're going to see what we can do about uh, practice and getting you some, uh, some content there. Remember, they're on the West Coast. So 7 p.m. out there is like 10 p.m. Eastern here. So uh, uh, it, it's going to be off the hook, Junior. What do you got? You got more there? Yeah, just... Uh uh, just a, a great weekend, uh, all in all. Um, there was uh, a lot of exciting stuff happening. The Jags Tour All-Star Series, uh, they went back uh, under the green flag uh, down in Indiana. 
um, as well. You know, you had the Arca, re- the Arca presented by Menard series on track at Talladega. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, thoughts are with, and, and the name of the driver, I was trying to pull them up here before you threw it to me. You threw it to me too quick. Uh, um, I want to say Scott Pelton. Scott Pelton. That's yeah. It. yeah. Uh, they, um, they cut the roof off the car. Scotty the car. is okay. He is okay. He had a compound fracture in his leg. Yeah. Um, but a uh, tremendous amount of pain he was in. Yeah. Um, and Felt then bad it, for Corey Heim, actually, yeah, in that too. race. Yep. Uh, it, there was that last little kerfuffle, and they said if the yellow comes out, that's the end of the race, and that cost Corey Heim that race. And I know he was bitter at the end of that. Yeah, definitely. And it, you can't blame him. He's going to be better, but it was called be way before then. Uh, that if something happened, this would take place. And consequently, it ended up costing Corey the win. Absolutely. Uh, Landon Lewis, uh, you went to Victory Lane at Kern County in the ARCA presented by Menards West Series. Um, and then as well, uh, you got to give a shout-out to Noah Gregson for picking up the win yes. in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. That was a great show. Amber well. Balkan, our Canadian driver, driving the 30 car for uh, Rhett Jones. Rhett Jones yep. And uh, she come away with the top 10, I want to say ninth in that ARCA uh, Series race at Talladega. So good on Amber. Did a great job. Yep, yeah. For sure. Um, a different-looking Talladega Cup race, but uh, it was it was still a great one. Rob yeah, Chastain picks up the uh, picks up the watermelon and drops it at the at the start finish line again. Um, that's two for Trackhouse. Yeah, um, and you know Daniel Suarez is chomping at the bit to get <laughs> number three, big time. Xfinity, uh, NASCAR Xfinity, our Alex Labe in the DGM machine yep. uh, come home twelfth. Yep, and uh, in qualifying, I called it on Twitter. I don't know whether you've seen that or not. You would have been busy down yeah. in the city, but. I was. Um, I, I said, and I was watching qualifying, I said, how much you want to bet Alex Labbe places it in the top 10 when he comes out here? And sure enough, he did. Now, I say that, and there was like uh, four or five hot dogs that come out after him, and it did knock him back a little bit. Bumped him back. Um, but Alex Labbe, nevertheless, that guy keeps getting quicker and quicker every single lap that he does in that car. And I know we always look forward to having Alex on the program to talk about the progression. They go into what, Dover next? Is it Dover? I don't know the answer. Delaware or Dover? Dover, Delaware? <laughs> uh, that's where I believe they race. Yeah. Uh, trucks are back on the track next weekend, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got lots to look forward lots, to, man. man. Lots this, and uh, lots. Uh, we're just cresting. You know, Flambro Speedway kicks off next weekend as well um, with some racing. Yes. Um, uh, as well, uh, May 7th, uh, Sunset Speedway kicks off. Uh, and, uh, you know, Delaware's right behind it. So um, there was racing this weekend at Merrittville Speedway. Yeah. Did you um, see the crowd? Yeah. Go, go to Merrittville Speedway. Have awesome. a look at, uh, at the, I think it was Facebook. Sue showed me earlier. Yep. Massive crowd at uh, at Merrittville. I was there one opening night. Oh, you were too, right? Yep. Wasn't yep. that the same night? Yep. Uh, we went down there. It was April. A uh, beautiful night. Uh, that was uh, quite a few years ago. But, yeah, a beautiful crowd at Merrittville Speedway. They put on such a good show at that track. Yep. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to us weekend. Seeing the Pindy's cars on us weekend this year. Uh, August the 16th, I believe, is that race date. And uh, there's still lots of big Pinty's news to come, Junior, that hasn't quite hit the uh, the market, so to, so to speak, yet. Yeah, that's coming down and trickling down the pipeline. There's still uh, more cars to be announced and, and more teams uh, to be announced as well. Um, at this point, I don't think it's a secret for, for much, but I uh, can't talk about it until the release comes out. That's right. But uh, 
lots of uh, lots of stuff coming down the pipe uh, in the in the uh, APC tour. Uh, you know, for a little bit there, there was a um, you know a, a lack of cars on the registered list. Yeah, there was there was talk about that. Yep. Uh, but I mean, I've seen like eight of them this week posted, um, and uh, and there was a bunch of cars as well uh, at uh, at opening test day at Delaware. Um, great looking cars, great looking field as well. Uh, bodies in the super stocks. There's some. There's a little bit of griping back and forth about that. I see um, some Corey. Yeah. Corey. Uh, uh, well, it's not. You know, Corey has some comments yeah, on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. He's not Corey too McAllister. happy. Uh, there's there's a couple back and forth, and 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 I said that right from the very beginning that uh, if you're going to enforce a body rule, there's got to be templates. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know the the panels are one thing, but uh, you know it's 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 a slippery slope. But uh, uh, man, it, we'll definitely get talking about that as as uh, things progress and and uh you know not just it's time's a good up. thing absolutely time's up we'll gotta, talk about it yeah we will gotta thank sue here in the race time radio studio scotty in toronto thank you for tuning in and tune in next thursday friday for sure uh we will be live from penticton speedway but that does it for junior and i tonight at race time thanks everybody and uh have a safe trip to penticton we'll see you there Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.